0: Friends, it's Julie, and I'm so, so excited to announce that my book, also titled Angels and Awakening, is available November 11th for sale on Amazon. It was the honor of a lifetime to get to channel the entire book with the other side. It's a big book with over 200 pages, and actually it's two books in one because it's both a book and workbook and some have been calling it an Angel Dictionary because it teaches you how all of your angels are working with you and the role they play on your spirit team. Friends, if you want to help me get this book into more hands, you can do a few things. You can ask your local bookstore to sell the book, and they can purchase copies through Ingram Spark. You can take a photo of yourself reading the book and share it on your social media pages. You can write a book review of the book on Amazon and you can buy copies as holiday presents for everyone you know who needs more angel energy in their life. Also, please check out the dedication page in the book because friends, I dedicated this book to you who listen to and support this podcast because you are Everything. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for your continued prayers and support. Before we jump into the show, you can now register to go through our December course, which teaches you how to connect with your loved ones in heaven and deepen your communication with them. I'm going to go deeper into signs and how you can build a relationship with your loved ones on the other side. Why do this course in December? Because during December, the energetic connection between you and them is at its greatest peak. And it's easier for you to make this connection during this time of year. This is a four-week course that begins December 1st and is already included for everyone who is an angel member. If you want to take this course for free, yes, I said free, and get the entire angel membership free for one whole year, I have an offer for you. When you get two people who've never been in my angel membership before to buy the annual membership for $1,200 a year, I will give you your angel membership free for one whole year. Why am I doing this? Because we've had dozens and dozens of people writing in to tell us how the angel membership changed their life, bettered their relationships, brought them more joy in their everyday life, made them excited about life again, and helped them know like they know like they know their purpose. Some who went on to take the Angel Reiki School are now transitioning out of their old careers and into working as a healer full-time. And I know the Angel Membership will help you make the positive strides in your life that you've been looking to make. My team of healers in my new online Angel Wellness Center have appointments open, so please book a session with them. And we have a few slots open with the next Angel Reiki School. So, if Spirit is telling you that now is your time to take the school, we have openings. All information about all of this and more is in the show notes and on my website, theangelmedium.com. Friends, thank you for being here. Thank you for buying the book and supporting this show. Now, let's dive into this episode. So, my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration Shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jansis, and today I'm here with Lindsay, who has beautiful angel stories to share with us. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, of course, of course. So I'm just going to have you dive in because I know that you have uh, a lot of stories to share with us today. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have several. Honestly, I could tell stories all day. (laughs) I uh, lost my husband about a year ago now, and um, he uh, was so present in my life and thankfully still is. Uh, Every single day I get signs and messages from him. So the one thing I would say before I go into any specific stories is Keep the hope. Every single day I do get signs and they're so beautiful and it keeps me going each day. So keep your eyes and your soul open to receive those messages because for me it makes all the difference. So my first story um, happened. So we were extremely close, I would say, first of all. And we we were blessed enough to have a lot of the conversations before he passed. He was sick for about a year before he passed. So but we, our lives interwoven to each other so many different ways. He was my best friend, uh, absolutely my soulmate. I've been told and definitely know this on a soul level, he was my twin flame. We were just best friends. We worked together. We traveled together. So literally every area of our life kind of (laughs) intertwined, uh, which is amazing because we had so many beautiful years together and so many awesome experiences, which definitely contribute to the signs and uh, the messages that he sends me. But the first one I'll tell you happened not long at all after he passed, maybe about a month. And, And I'm in the Chicago area as well. So he passed in October. So it was creeping up on winter. And um, I was really struggling. It was on a weekend and my grief had really just was completely entrenching me. And I was just really, really struggling. It was a Sunday I have dogs. I had been out taking care of my dogs and was just basically crying off and on all day. My husband was very much an animal person. I am as well. He kind of had some animals that he was, he really favored. So um, he loved frogs, he loved toads, and he loved turtles, and he would go out of his way to save them, like if they were in the road or, um, you know, in harm's way in any shape or form. so, a matter of fact, the day that he passed, um, a f- couple family members and I had conversations around, like, he always had little figurines around the house of like little frogs, little ornaments, like cute little guys, you know, little frogs or turtles uh, just sitting around the house. But the outside of the house is completely clear. And so, this day I was outside cleaning the yard up after my dogs actually. And, um, it's, you know, there's no flowers or anything because it's getting, it's creeping up on winter. So that cold air is coming in and, um, everything's just kind of the grass and everything is just, uh, dormant. So I'm walking along the side of my house. And, um, (laughs) if I didn't have this, like, as somebody could actually see and witness, they probably wouldn't believe me, (laughs) but I'm walking along the house. It's completely clear. Like I'm looking in the mulch area And there is this like three to four inch concrete frog sitting in the mulch that had never been there before. I have no ornaments outside my house. There's nothing decorative outside my house at all. And I go over and I pick it up and it's heavy. I mean, it's, you know, and it's decent size. And not only is it a frog and not only did we specifically have a conversation about frogs the day he passed, but it had the cheekiest expression on its face, which was, we were so in love and like, he kept me on like... The biggest pet of soul. Like he always spoke so highly of me if I was in the room or not in the room. He just showed me so much love and just thought so positive of me. And we were just so attracted to each other. And the expression of this frog completely represents how he was with me. I mean, just it has this just super cheeky, fun, but like kind of a wink <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> and it is just absolutely my relationship with him. And um, I first, I had it on my doorstep and then I'm like, no, that's not safe enough. So I brought him in the house. So he's there right by my door to remind me every day, every time I walk by it, that he's looking out for me and he still has that cheeky affection for me. So that's... That one was like absolutely amazing because it literally flipped a switch with me. Like I went from being so deep in grief to like crying with happiness, just feeling so overwhelmingly loved and looked out for just knowing, just even thinking about how much effort it had to have taken for him to do that from the other side to send me that amazing, amazing physical sign, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, he's got me writing down so much. We've got a lot to talk about after your angel stories, but this is incredible. And I love those angel stories too, where you know, you just know, like you know, like you know, that it is them. And I think what's really fascinating about your story, and you can see this in a lot of people's angel stories, is that I don't believe the human self has conscious recollection or is attached to the consciousness of the higher self on the other side right but you can see within people's stories where the higher self is very connected to the human consciousness and knows and brings things through that there's no that way that we could have known right like he couldn't have known beforehand that that was just going to show up and there it was but his higher self did. And I think it it brings me a lot of peace and a lot of comfort to know just that that higher self is always there. It's always looking out. There's nothing that's not known to the other side. Mm-hmm.
1: And it just shows that we like limit ourselves of what we think is possible. Yeah. And if we open ourselves up to really anything being possible, it just changes the whole vibe of how we handle, you know, traumatic grief and loss yeah. because we're so limited in scope of feel like the way we think of things as quote unquote humans in our human brains, you know, when really like the possibilities are limitless.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, I've got some things to ask you about. He's got me writing down different things, so I want to just kind of spout these out to you and then kind of go through them a little bit. He was your true love, right? 110%. I don't believe though that we just have one person that one twin flame or one soulmate. And this goes really deep, which I'm not going to go here on the podcast just yet, but that we have more souls or right or one soul maybe let's say in more bodies that we're able to connect with because the idea of free will and the idea of soulmates don't perfectly match up because if you use your free will and go one direction and spirit's really wanting you to meet up with your you know twin flame and then you never meet up right so there's really these Okay. So I'm just going to go there. I believe that we have omnipresence and part of our omnipresence could be living different lives at the same time. Okay. So just flow with me here for a second, Lindsay.
1: I am totally.
0: Okay. I honor and respect where people are emotionally and spirit is never trying to push you to go someplace that they don't want you to go. But I never know when I'm going to get to see another person again. So my conversation with spirit, when I'm going to be able to bring through messages is, hey, whatever you have that you want me to give this person, give it to me now. And what he said is it's not not time just yet. But there is another love that's going to come in 110%. This is the first time I've ever said this to anybody, okay? There's somebody from your past, though, that comes up sometimes within your head. And I I feel like sometimes you almost feel guilt because you're like, no, no, that person wasn't anything. My true love was my husband, But he said, there's somebody that's going to resurface and there's something there that you have to explore with that person. It's part of your journey. Okay. So he needs you to know that. He keeps mentioning his mom. Was he cremated? Yes. Okay. Do you have his ashes? Not yet. Okay. Have you thought, because he put ashes and then in parentheses, some Hawaii, like he wants it some other place, just some of them, because some of them will stay with you for forever. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He also had me write down, Lindsay, work possibility of working with grief in the future, but you haven't decided yet of your free will. And he keeps showing me this the same way. Whatever it is that you do for a living right now, I see you continuing to work with that. But there's also like this piece within your mind that keeps saying, I feel called or I feel pulled from my heart chakra to be working with grief. And that's a gift, okay, because he keeps repeating this. Please tell her that this is a gift. Not everybody has this. A lot of people who experience grief want to pack it away, want to go through it, deal with it, pack it away and never have to touch it again. But there's something that's really pulling you and calling you. And he said, you hadn't decided yet of your free will, whether or not you're going to, but he said, it's part of your journey. There's something there that you need to explore and you need to go deeper into And he just said he's on that journey with you, okay? Because you feel him a lot when you're doing this work. And it's kind of like me and my dad in that when I started doing my sessions, my dad was right there. like He was helping almost like as a bridge make this connection between the client in front of me and their loved ones on the other side. And he's doing some very, very similar work with you as you go deeper into this. He also talks about, he had me write kids slash dogs. There's a dog on the other side that's with him. He keeps playing with this dog. I don't know if it's like a goldish brownish, but it almost kind of looks to me, I don't know all the dogs, but it almost looks to me like the size of like a retriever, but he keeps playing with this dog. And I don't know if he, like, played frisbee a lot, but he keeps, like, chucking stuff out, and this dog keeps bringing it back to him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, because I, I, as you were talking, he's just got me right in the way.
1: Thank you. Yeah, he uh, had such a strong influential presence when he was physically here and absolutely still does on the other
0: side. <laughs> yes. yes. He is a very powerful soul and you can see that a lot with souls that some of them just are very, very clear, very, very direct. And what he's saying is it's part of his journey too, just like it was my dad's to help me get to the point where I could start this podcast and just get these messages out. He's working through you to benefit the lives of other souls.
1: Absolutely. I totally feel that. And you mentioned the grief work and I've actually totally felt drawn to that. Matter of fact, I've started writing a book, just cataloging a lot of our stories with the idea. I journal so many of the amazing signs and um, visitations and things I get from him. So I want to tie that all together. So people kind of see our whole path, like past, present, future, you know, like what we've been able to do because we did have a lot of those conversations before he passed, which I absolutely, and I think that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, that absolutely ties back to like deepening that connection and and opening that pathway. And that's actually part of the reason that I started doing the inner child work in your class, which has been amazing. So many really cool things have come through to layer on top of the connection with him. He was very close with a few of my ancestors on the other side. So it's been really interesting to see how that like layers together. And I feel like Literally any work I can do to continue to open myself up to receive those messages from him and from my other family members on the other side, my soul family members on the other side, I just, I want to be part of. So I'm super excited, like diving into that work. It's a little bit different layer than um, other things I've done, but it's really cool to see that come through.
0: That's awesome. He keeps talking about, have you, when you've been tapping into some of your ancestors, seen like a connection to where he keeps showing you past lives that you guys had together and maybe some of those ancestors were in them because he keeps saying to tell you that that's real and that's true what he's showing you.
1: Yeah. So one of the crazy things that, that came up during the inner child work is that my grandmother had a brother, which I never even knew about, whose name was Roger, my husband's name, which is not a common name. It's certainly not like a Mark or a Mike. And the day of his passing, the day of my husband's passing was the same birthday of this other Roger. And they had the same middle initial. And I found this out all in one night of like doing, you know, do it basically doing the channeling and the connection back to my ancestry that led to me asking my mom and dad some questions and then all this unraveled. So it's been very, very interesting. And I know that some of our past lives together, my husband was a warrior. He, you know, he like fought, he protected, which is very interesting because he was super, very much like that in this. Lifetime, Um, he always said, like, he'd take a bullet for me and his kids. But, uh, and my, so this relative of mine that came through in the inner child work that I didn't even know about actually had fought in World War II. So it's just really interesting how it kind of layers together. Um so I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Um after starting all this work the last year, so I absolutely believe that everything, you know, has a meaning and connects back to something larger and so that was just mind-blowing when that came through.
0: <laughs> yeah. So keep going. I want you to continue to tell your your stories because I know that you have a lot of them.
1: Yeah. So I'll my next one Roger and I used to always go out west every single year. We would typically go on like crazy hiking trips. We did hikes that like nobody wanted to go on, (laughs) Um, like really, really difficult. We both were very athletic. We ran multiple marathons, and but we'd do these crazy hikes together, like these beautiful, beautiful hikes. Colorado was one of our regulars. Like every single summer, we would go to the YMCA of the Rockies and hike out in Rocky Mountain National Park and fly fish. He loved to fly fish. Uh, we would go to Jackson hole like every year too. So this year I wanted to really honor him by doing, you know, a really cool hiking trip with some difficult hikes, but I knew I couldn't go back to where we went. So I'm like, I have to find someplace new. And one of my really good friends decided to go with me. She's a gamer. So she was up for the challenging hikes. And so we had so many signs of him on this trip. Like we, we ended up going to Olympic National Park outside of Seattle and we uh, landed at like one o'clock in the morning, Chicago time. And <laughs> <laughs> and we get off the plane. We're not even in like baggage or anything. We're literally on the jetway, and somebody has a sign that says Roger on it as soon as I walk off the plane. <laughs> yeah, there are so many signs on this trip, but one of the ones that was like really, really strong my husband always sends me butterfly signs. And um, so I get monarchs and um, butterflies a lot in weird places that people don't see butterflies and like monarchs are at risk right now. So there really are not that many of them. And I see them, I was seeing them pretty much daily, but we're on this hike. We're literally at 7,000 feet, which like there's not even bugs. I mean, there's no, like they really can't live at that altitude. We're straight up. There's no humans. Like we literally saw four guys, like when we were going halfway up and that was it. And I had been talking to him in my head like the whole hike. I mean, I was feeling his presence the entire time. And my friend was hiking behind me. She, this is what's crazy. She happened to have her phone videotaping. And she hadn't been doing that prior to what I'm about to say. So, um, I mean, it's just gorgeous. Right. And she's videotaping me hiking in front of her. And all of a sudden a huge Monarch flies up, flies around the top of my head. A baby comes, baby Monarch comes underneath it, flies around me and flies off. And she caught the entire thing on video. Oh my God, it gets even cooler. It gets even cooler. So we get to the top, we eat our lunch. And while we're eating our lunch, she says to me, Wouldn't it be cool if he sends one on the way down? So in my head, not out loud, I said, Babe, can you please send us a monarch on the way down? Because she was blown away. Like she had chills. She knew, you know? And so we're on the way down and we're probably about, so it was the 16 mile round trip hike. And we're wow. probably about half mile from the trailhead, like where we started. And we're both like, oh my God, oh my God. This huge monarch flies up, flies around both of us and flies away. And she's like, I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. She's like what I said at lunch. And I was like, yeah, it actually gets even crazier than that. I said, I literally said in my head, babe, can you send another monarch on
0: the way down? It's like, oh my God. Oh, I love that. So cool. Yeah. That is incredible. That is incredible. He was like, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I love that. Can you send me that video? We'll put it over on Instagram so that people yes. can see it. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Um, And my podcast editor, if you can remind me, I will get that video from Lindsay and we will put it up on Instagram for everybody to see. Wow. Lindsay, so this really validates to you his presence. You know that he's there. You feel that he's there. He keeps saying that you have a different perspective. And what you know from the Healing Your Inner Child course is that Healing can really come when we look at things from a different perspective. So he's got some questions that I just want to put out to you really to get your perspective, to help other people who are listening. What advice would you give to widowers who just lost the love of their life? Or maybe they lost the love of their life a year ago or three years ago, but it's still just as fresh.
1: The number one thing I would say is start meditating. When I started meditating, it was absolutely a game changer. It helped me in all ways. It helped me open up, connect to him, receive messages, and it helped me sleep. Honestly, I sleep deeper now than I've ever slept in my entire life. And that's really totally due to meditation. Just quieting the mind, which if I had said this two years ago, nobody would have thought that would have been who I was at all to to your point leading into this. I'm super high drive, very type A. Uh, he was as well. But I think, you know, just being present and just quieting, you know, your bunky mind, as they call it, is so important to receiving those signs and just just listening to your body, listening to where your heart's taking you and It will carry you. I feel like doing the meditation work will help carry you into understanding where you need to go next and kind of what's going to help you heal because it gives you a chance to listen to yourself, to really tap into yourself. So that's like the number one thing I would say. The number two thing I would say is journal. Like it's just been huge for me to document down everything that's happened and honestly, writing down our stories because as you're writing those stories down whether it's a sign or experience you just had or a past story from you know your time together it you get to relive it it's you know it it's really helped me to like visualize so I do a lot of visualization with my meditations but when you're reliving those stories like it just it feels like you're back in that moment and you can You can actually tap into joy again, which is so difficult to do when you're dealing with traumatic grief. So those are probably the two things I would say. Immediately to do like, even if it's just on the meditation front and it's five to 10 minutes a day to start. I like doing it at night because it helps open me up. I've had, I've been super blessed and I've had a ton of dream visitations from my husband, which I am so thankful for. But I definitely think that doing that work at night, like having those meditations right before I go to bed really helps open up that pathway.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And Archangel Gabrielle is saying to tell everybody that's listening, when you journal, a lot of people automatically assume within their head that by journaling, you mean write down a page or two pages. But a lot of times for me, It might just be a sentence that comes through or a paragraph that comes through. You're not trying to like force anything. It's just the words that are with you, writing them down and getting them down. And even if it's just one line, it's going to help jog your memory later on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I even journal my angel numbers. So um he sends me angel numbers daily. And so I track those. I track, you know, birds of prey he loves to send me to. So um, I get flocks a lot from him. <laughs> so especially if I'm dealing with anything that might be causing me anxiety or that like is coming up that I might need like to be in my power for. He definitely sends me Hawk. So, like, I'll just write, like, on the date, like Hawk or 1111 or 444, whatever the, you know, whatever the sign was for that day. And then it, It helps you too to know, I think so much of it when you're dealing with traumatic grief is like feeling that confidence that they're not gone and those constant reminders. So being able to go back and look through and be like, Oh no, you know, he was so present like all last week, you know, like so that you have that confidence It helps you build that confidence and connection. The other thing I would say too, is the more you have those experiences, the more you have those experiences, like the more you're aware that they're happening to you, the more that they will happen to you. So and that's been amazing too, just watching it build.
0: That's amazing. He keeps talking to me, too, and he's got he's keeps saying that you have a good perspective on. It's hard for us to even accept some of the little things that happen in our life that we look at and deem as bad and accept them and surrender to them. He said, you went through and he said, this is going to be another book that you write. He said, you could write an entire book on acceptance and surrender and the process that it takes to truly come to that vibration. Can you speak to that a little bit for everybody listening? Because that's the number one thing that I see and work with clients on is that acceptance and that surrender through the angel's perspective. But I've never been through that piece myself.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think probably one of the things that people, I don't know, at least for me, that people struggle with that are going through grief is like when you're talking about doing the work, a lot of times people will tell you, quote unquote, like you have to let it go to do like the angel work and to accept. And if you have lost somebody that you have no interest in letting go, um, that term can like really be like a sticking point for you, you know? But it doesn't mean letting go of the person or the person or the soul that you are so deeply connected with, it's more releasing the ways that you connect. So instead of limiting yourself and the perspective that you have, that it has to be a certain way that it was before, that you've opened yourself up to any way that it could be. I know the other thing too, as everybody says, you have to raise your vibration, which can be really difficult if you're going through traumatic grief, right? For me, listening to daily affirmations first thing in the morning has helped tremendously. Even if you just get yourself to a higher state, i.e., being numb versus, you know, just being so deep in grief you can't stand it, that it, it that helps. And thinking about your most joyful time. So that's one of the things that I do when I'm visualizing. I have a couple go-tos like you know, things that we did that were just places that we went, experiences we had. And sometimes they can be super simple and sometimes they don't have to be very long, but just replaying those in your mind for five minutes can really help raise your vibration, which helps tremendously.
0: That's incredible. I'm wondering too, you know, we all have days where we have good days and we have bad days. On the days that are harder or maybe even when your egoic mind comes in and is just like, no, I do not want to move forward because there's never a moving on. But there is a continuing to live and a continuing to walk forward. How do you deal with
1: those days? I've learned, number one, I've learned to restrict the things that I do. So, some of the things that I used to love doing, I can't do anymore. And I've just come to accept that they trigger me because they take me back to that like egoic mind or that human type state where I've moved past that. So, like, I've just learned, okay, that's not on my list of things I can do anymore. Like, that's not something I desire to do anymore. Can you give
0: us an example?
1: So, for example, I used to love, I I have show dogs and we have show dogs, and I loved going to dog shows. And some of that group has been an amazing support system, but some of that group has taken me back to the old way of living. And I just can't be around that anymore, you know? And it also like going to that might make me feel like isolated if it's the wrong setup. If I'm with the right group of friends, then that's fine. But like, you just learn like your friend group might change. Mine has because you're going to connect with people that are on that higher level of consciousness and it's probably going to be a different group. You know, you might have some crossover with some of your existing friends, but you're probably going to start to pull in people that maybe weren't in your life before and they're going to come into your life for a reason. And I've definitely experienced that.
0: Amazing. You're such an amazing tool. I hope that you just see through doing this podcast, like how much of a gift you are to people who are experiencing grief. And and he keeps saying it is your gift to be able to work with this, unlike other people in a different way. And so I want to keep going and I want to end with one of your angel stories. So I want you to tell one more of your favorites where you just got so much validation. So this one
1: actually just happened. We had his, we were finally able to do the celebration of life a few weeks ago on at the anniversary of his passing. And he was a huge golfer, a wonderful golfer, scratch golfer, amazing player. And we definitely wanted to incorporate golf. And so his son had set up like a memorial golf tournament for us. And so we had this tournament and crazy enough i ended up winning the longest drive and i was in the first group and we had a bunch of really good players playing behind my group i actually had two guys in my group that were really good too <laughs> and so when you play like and for those who don't play golf like there's a little sign in the fairway and you write your name on it well i was super excited whether i won or not because my name then was it was roger stanton memorial and then it was my name underneath so i was like okay Perfect. Like I just loved that my name was right underneath, right? But I was so excited and I like forgot to take a picture of the sign. So I was bummed that I hadn't taken a picture of the sign. And the course that did um, the outing for us just did an amazing job. And so fast forward, I find out that I'd won it and I really wanted to call and thank the manager of the course. They had just gone above and beyond to like help us have this tournament there. And um, so I had left him a message and he calls me back the next morning and it was from his cell phone. And um, I almost didn't answer because I didn't recognize the number, but he calls me and I told him, I said, Hey, I just really, really wanted to thank you. Uh, It was such a beautiful day. It was so representative of, you know, Roger and exactly what he would have wanted. And he says, Oh, you know, no problem. You know? And then he tells me, that he's calling from his cell phone because he's on the way to play this golf course that Roger talked about all the time. That was super private. Very rarely do you get an invite to play it. And, um, it's just really like prestigious and, um, and the golf community kind of like, "Ah." (laughs) and so he, my husband had gotten to play it twice with friends. And there's also like this, one of the best classic car museums in the, in North, The Midwest area, like on the property. So my husband loved that too. And so he brings up that he's playing this Rich Harvest Farms. And I was like, oh wow. I'm like, you know, that's so awesome. The only time I ever heard about Rich Harvest Farms was from Roger. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, it's gonna be amazing, you know, that I get to play it. And so I was like, okay. And so I told him, I'd mentioned to him during the course of the conversation about the sign. He's like, oh, he's like, don't worry. I'll recreate the sign and send you a picture. And I'm like, that would be so beautiful. Like I really wanted that memory. Right. And, you know, like cheesy as it was it meant something to me, like just again, my name beneath, you know, his. And so I get off the phone. It's early in the morning. And so I was getting ready for work. I just jumped in the shower and my phone's ringing like crazy. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I get on the shower and it shows my husband's name on my caller ID. What? Wow. Yeah, and I—I I don't know why. I actually took a picture of it as it was ringing, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, it's probably a good I did because I don't feel like everybody would be like, what. But I felt like it was, you know, everything, right? It was talking about his memorial, his the tournament, me getting the longest drive, which I absolutely felt he gave me the power behind because I didn't even know it was on that hole. And I hit like my best drive ever on that hole. So um, and then talking about this course that, like I said, I've never heard anyone even mention this course except for Roger So.
0: Lindsay, I love that. That is so, so incredible. Friends, I just want to invite everybody here to say a little prayer, right? This is something that I want to start doing with the podcast is just praying at the end. And maybe, Lindsay, would you feel comfortable leading us in a prayer that all of us could just direct our free will, intent, energy, To just support those who have lost a spouse or a loved one and are really kind of in that grief. Yeah, if you could, if you could lead us in that, that'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Source, we pray to you today that you help guide us and give us light and clarity and see the good that is coming out of our loss and help us connect deeper and truer to those that are on the other side, opening the pathway and keeping our communication there.
0: I love that. Lindsay, you are just such a blessing. Thank you so, so much for being here, for sharing your words of wisdom. I know, hands down, 110% that you are going to be an author one day of multiple books. I hope that you keep in touch with me and email me when those come out so that you can come back on the show to to share them with our audience. Ah,
1: thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been beautiful.
0: Of course, of course. Beautiful souls, if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your people about it and share it on your social accounts. Friends, we're truly here to serve you. When I went through my spiritual awakening, there wasn't one book I could read or one place I could go to for all of the answers. I really had to piece them together myself. So what I did for you was create programs that I wish I had when I was awakening. For those who are seeking these same answers, I created a program called the Angel Membership with so many benefits. It walks you through 12 months of spiritual awakening with your angels and helps you to awaken fully yourself. You see, awakening isn't a one and done thing. There is a process to awakening, and this 12-month program walks you through it alongside your angels. In the angel membership, you also get access to a small group of peers to go through this experience with you. You get live access to me twice a month and so much more. For those who want to serve humanity by working as healers themselves but don't know what their gifts are or where to start, I developed my Angel Reiki School, which opens you to all of your God-given spiritual gifts, teaches you how to use them, and how to start a business for yourself. Students who go through both my Angel Reiki School and angel membership program for at least one year are eligible to apply to be a healer in my online angel wellness center and work alongside me. Friends, I touch on all of this and teach you how to connect with your angels in my new book titled Angels and Awakening. Yep, just like this podcast. The book is available for pre-sale starting September 9th, 2021 on Amazon. Friends, your support helps me produce this podcast. Thank you so, so much for being our angels by listening, sharing, and supporting this show. When you leave a five-star positive review, I enter your name into a monthly drawing to win a free session with me, Or an angel Reiki school student. This month's winner is in the show notes. Now, here is a mini angel Reiki meditation and visualization with your angels to help you lift your vibration and keep it that way the rest of the day. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. I want you to see yourself surrounded by angels. I want you to feel their warm, radiant, loving presence. And I want you to see yourself. It's December 15th, 2021. I want you to see yourself looking healthy, feeling healthy, mind, body, and soul. I want you to go inward and feel that you're so proud of yourself and all that you've been through, all that you've done, all that you've accomplished in 2021, and you're enthusiastically looking forward to 2022. Friends, I want you to connect with God, universe, source energy, and just take a moment to give thanks Give thanks and gratitude for all of the blessings that have come your way. And all of the blessings that you stand here right now in faith, knowing that they're on their way to you. Friend, as I lead you in this, your angels want you to ask God, universe source, To show you what it wants for you in your life. See the big picture of what God, universe, source wants for you. I want you to pause and just allow the words, visions, feelings, or knowingness to come to you. And friend, when you connect with the other side, they will only give you positive, loving, messages, so just take that moment right now, what is it that God, universe, source, wants for you in your life, allow yourself to be open to it, allow yourself to see it, hear it, feel it, get a knowingness of it. To ask God universe source what is the next step I should take again pause and allow the words visions feeling knowingness to come to you and remember they're only positive loving messages what is it that you see here of when you ask what is the next step I should take friends I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and I want you to feel all the love that is surrounding you Surrounded by your angels Friends, they are guiding you Directing you, protecting you And they're giving you signs To validate to you That you're not walking this journey alone Allow yourself to believe The signs that you see Allow yourself to follow The callings of your heart Responsibly With faith Yourself to feel the loving presence of your angels and your loved ones as they guide you each and every day friends I love you they love you open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that are on their way to you right now